Good evening and welcome to the Steve Wraith True Crime Podcast Awards of the Year. And uh, I've got dressed up for the event, then why shouldn't I? Um, take these off so I can see you. Um, yeah, welcome along. It's it's a bit of a fun take on uh, the podcasts that have uh, entertained us, certainly over the last six months, possibly even longer. Um, but also um, uh, a little bit of an insight into some of the other podcasts that you probably haven't even watched because of being too carried away in some of the personal arguments and debates that have been going on online and uh, we will come to them in due course but I thought what I would do first of all um, I really is just highlight some of the, the best podcasts that I've actually listened to in the true crime genre and um, I have uh, taken the liberty of doing a top 10 so we will start with number 10 and coming in at number 10 in the 2021 podcast awards is making gains now, if you haven't discovered Making Gains, I suggest you go and subscribe to him now. Uh, he is a doorman in Newcastle. He is called Fergal, and he is a top, top lad. And Fergal really, like a lot of us, including myself, decided in lockdown uh, to use his computer uh, for better things and to uh, set up a YouTube channel and try and get guests on to interview them. Difficult to do. It's not an easy thing to do. And ultimately, Making Gains has made a big success of it. Um, at the time of taking that photograph on my phone last night, he had just short of uh, 2,650 subscribers and uh, over 140 videos on there. Uh, but well worth a visit. Go and subscribe. Uh, like most of us, he has been drawn in to see, uh, some of the uh, tit-for-tat uh, stuff, but there's Great content on there. Um, some some pretty standout in interviews. One was Stu Watson, a guy who I made a documentary with, a guy from Newcastle. Uh, he's had Gary Furby on there, of course. Uh, Glenn McCrory, the former world cruiserweight champion, has, uh, has also been on and told some fantastic stories about sparring with Mike Tyson. But uh, making gains uh, comes in at number 10, and I think he deserved a slot in the uh, top 10. So uh, well done, Fergal. Keep up the great work. I'm sure 2022 uh, will only get better for you. Okay, coming in at number nine uh, is Brian Cockrell, a.k.a. The Taxman. Uh, and uh, his videos, uh, over 500 now, has brought him in 12,000 subscribers. Some absolutely great content on there. I think the one that I enjoyed the most, though, um, out of all of them, and I've been on this channel as a guest, and I've you know been on more than once, but was Phil Taylor, uh, Phil the Power Taylor, the darts player. Um, Brian venturing into a, a different area and uh, pulling in uh, some great views on that video. Um, sadly, Brian has been caught up in controversy as well, uh, but never been afraid, alongside his good lady Emma, to come out and uh, give his views, give his opinions, give his honest views and opinions um, about what is going on. He's got great admin on there as well. Um, I genuinely feel that that channel will grow from strength to strength. And I think it shows how times are changing now and how the world is changing that somebody like Brian Cockrell, who, you know, we all saw years ago on the McIntyre documentary, somebody like him, you know, wasn't contactable. You couldn't get in touch with him. And and ultimately, you only would read about somebody like Brian in books or you would, you would hear about the legend of Brian if you lived in and around the Northeast. But 
Brian now, through YouTube and with the help of his good lady, Emma, have managed to get a bigger outreach and more and more people are learning about them. And uh, it's great to see them then going from strength to strength on their YouTube channel. Subscribe to Brian's channel. Well worth, uh, well worth going on to. And uh, we will have Brian on this platform once again uh, next week. Uh, and uh, looking forward to, to chatting to Brian. But uh, well done. Great to have them in the top 10. Now, I know a lot of you will be expecting some familiar faces in this top 10. Um, you're going to be disappointed. Well, mainly disappointed because some of these podcasts, a podcast which I listened to when I was out walking during the uh, the lockdown period, um, some of them are from BBC Radio. And this one is fascinating. Manhunt, Finding Kevin Paul. Um, if you don't know who Kevin Paul is, he's still a most wanted character. Um, and that story is, is fascinating uh, for anybody listening to it. Peter Blexley, the former police officer, is the man who obviously hosts that particular podcast. And um, if you want to know more about it, get yourself on the BBC Sound and subscribe to that particular podcast. Well worth a listen. It finished in April this year, though. Um, COVID restrictions meant that he couldn't get out and about and talk to people um, and interview people, which was part of that big process. Um, but that I found fascinating. And he's a retired police officer. So for him to suddenly try and, you know, get back in, uh, you know, into a case and, and looking into a major case, I found it fascinating. Very interesting. But Manhunt, finding Kevin Paul, well worth a listen. Um, if that floats your boat, get yourself onto there. So that comes in at number eight. In the same series, this one, The Staircase, Beyond Reasonable Doubt. Again, available on BBC Sounds and uh, well worth a listen. Now, if any of you out there ever watched a programme called The Staircase? I think some of you are nodding at home, but The Staircase was a bizarre story about a man called Michael Peterson. Now... Michael Peterson was an American novelist who was convicted in 2003 of murdering his second wife, Kathleen Peterson. That was on December the 9th, 2001. After eight years, Peterson was granted a new trial after the judge ruled that a critical prosecution witness gave misleading testimony. Now, this was all covered on a documentary. A French documentary team basically followed him on this journey. And uh, Peterson actually continued his legal battle for many, many years, meaning that there was not just one, but there was two documentaries made. In 2017, Michael Peterson actually submitted what is called an Alford plea, and that was to the reduced charge of manslaughter, and he was sentenced to time already served and freed. But the, the documentary miniseries, The Staircase, um, which started filming soon after his arrest in 2001, it followed the events until his eventual Alford plea in 2017. Uh, he has released his own account of his life since his wife's death in 2019. And it was a memoir, a book called Behind the Staircase. This podcast takes you through everything. Um, and I was lucky enough to, to interview one of these uh, one of his legal team. Um, the podcast is, is actually on here uh, under the staircase murder. Um, and it was it was a fascinating thing for me to, to, to do after listening to the podcast. But that particular podcast, well worth listening to, The Staircase, Beyond Reasonable Doubt. And I'm, I'd advise you to get the documentary as well. And all I'm going to say to you is the two words, owl theory.
Yes, owl theory. Um, that is something that you couldn't, a script writer couldn't dream that up. Check it out. Listen to it. Come back to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, but yeah, uh, for me, uh, definitely well worth a place in the top 10. And that comes in at number seven. Okay, we've got two podcasts in at joint sixth. And they are, in no particular order, Sean Atwood's True Crime Podcast and James English Anything Goes. Okay, we'll start with Sean. Sean Atwood, uh, his True Crime Podcast, um, was generated after, I guess, his own true life experiences. And I know some people don't believe that Sean um, was convicted of what he says he was convicted for, but I've got no reason to doubt him. I've read his books. I've got to know him as a person. And, and genuinely speaking, um, I've always found him to be okay. Um, of course, he was born in Witness, came interested in the stock market at a young age, um, trading for the first time at 16. Um, after traveling to Arizona regularly to visit his aunties, um, I would move there. He became involved in the rave scene. Um, his life then spiralled out of control as an ecstasy smuggler and dealer, and he was eventually arrested in 2002 uh, and served prison sentence, which he's written about and talked about in great detail. He was eventually released in 2007. Uh, since then, he's gone on to become a very successful speaker, author, and on all, on all those occasions, he chronicles his life in prison. But from his perspective, I think, things really took off when he was featured on an episode of the program that used to go on National Geographic Channel, uh, Locked Up Abroad. And the title of that documentary was called Raven, Arizona. From there, Random House took on his book, published his book, Hard Time. Um, and he then moved into the podcast world uh, a few years later. His podcasts have been fascinating. And the idea behind the podcasts essentially were to um, highlight other people's prison stories. And it's took on, you know, took on a new life from there. He's had some great guests on, on the show. Um, I've been on it twice myself, uh, talking about various, um, you know, stories that I've had and, and various people I've met over the years. Um, but I've got to be honest, if you haven't heard of Sean Atwood and you haven't subscribed to it, then I suggest you do now because ultimately Sean is, you know, one of the biggest podcasters in the UK and well worth a listen. Um, you know, again, controversy has followed him round. He's been, you know, accused of many, many things. And, you know, from his perspective, uh, you know, he uses that, I guess, um, you know, defends himself, uses his podcast to defend himself. Um, he's covered in depth some big, big stories, interviewing the Escobars, um, also covering the Jeffrey Epstein um case with interest and Gillian Maxwell of course which he's had to stop doing after his channel was taken down not once but twice and um, he's had mafia guys on there uh, but you know more than enough content for anybody interested in true crime um well worth a look uh, Sean Atwood is the uh, the channel and it's well worth popping onto um he has had a little bit of beef of course over the last year with um this guy uh, James English now James English again Top guy. I've had the privilege of being on his show. Um, and I've got to be honest, it, you know, he's got a, a great interview and style and somebody who ultimately has uh, progressed and gone from strength to strength over the, the lockdown period. And he is he's different, completely different uh, to Sean Atwood. Again, 
Um, many people have uh, you know, accused James of this and accused James of that. I can only speak as I find uh, James has, has always been decent with me. Um, and, and, and ultimately, um, he's got his own style. He's Anything Goes podcast has literally gone from strength to strength. He talks to people about their real life stories. Um, and, you know, he's gone, gone in with gangsters, comedians, actors, footballers, porn stars, politicians. Um, and I guess the way James has done it is, is something which I've probably done uh, since I became a podcaster on a, on a full time basis. And that is interviewing people that, you know, I either I'm interested in a story. I want to hear the story. Um, I want to ask them the questions that I want to ask them. And I think ultimately for me. I've followed James, I guess, more than I've followed Sean Atwood. Um, you know, I wouldn't say I've copied his style. I've got my own unique style. But um, I personally think that James is, is, is a great example, um, you know, what happens with hard work. Um, he's focused. He's turned his life around, um, you know, as Sean has. But he's somebody who essentially has, has done very, very well. And um, I'm sure he will continue to go from strength to strength. But, uh, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed listening to James's podcast over the over the lockdown period. I couldn't separate either of them. Um, I know they've had their beefs. Um, I know they work together in the past. I hope that that uh, you know. I hope that that can be resolved in 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 a in a proper fashion. Uh, and I genuinely feel that um, you know both of those guys deserve equal pegging. Um, but you'd be surprised to see them not higher up the charts. I guess um, in at uh, number five comes this one. All Killer, No Filler podcast. Now, I was put onto this one by Neil Jackson uh, from Media Arts. And this really is something different. And if you like something different and you like comedians doing podcasts, then this one is for you. Uh, the two hosts of this particular podcast are Rachel Fairburn and Kerry Pritchard-McLean. Uh, they explore a shared passion on the podcasts, which is serial killers. Uh, in each episode, the pair talk all things murder and macabre and have a right laugh doing it. Um, the current episode, um, which will probably interest a lot of the subscribers to my channel, is The Craze. And uh, they call them another iconic double act. Um, ultimately, The Craze um, were the serial killers, but they did kill more than one person. Um but listen, it's a good place to start, but they cover everybody on you, from the Sunset Strip Killers, uh, the Hillside Stranglers, uh, Peter Manuel, uh, Marianne Cotton, just trying to think of other names off the top of my head, um, the Yorkshire Ripper, uh, Peter Sutcliffe, he features on you. They've done so many. And um, they were probably the, the, the first female podcasters that I really got interested in and start listening to. And um, they've then done what all good comedians do. They've taken this particular show out onto the road. And I think that's the next step. I mean, I'm an event promoter anyway, uh, away from the microphone, but James English is now starting to go out and he's doing, he's doing events. He's doing some with, uh, with Joe Calzaghe, I believe, uh, as long as it doesn't get, you know, f you know, knocked off for lockdown. So it's taken it from behind the mic out onto the stage. And, and these girls were already doing that. Uh, but yeah, Rachel Fairburn, Kerry Pritchard, McLean, uh, all killer, no filler, really good, well worth a listen, uh, and another another podcast that you can subscribe to on YouTube uh, or on all podcast providers. Okay, getting down to the serious business now. Um, and again, we're back uh, with BBC Sounds. And transmissions from Jonestown. 
uh, was something, um, again, that I stumbled on because, you know, it, it appealed to me. It's one of those things that I'm sure most of you get it on podcast, whichever podcast provider uh, that you find um, is, you know, it's recommended to you. And what is Jonestown? What is it all about? Um, well, the transmissions from Jonestown was actually recorded in 2017. Um, it's just under nine hours long. And what it does is it uses uh, the tapes from the People's Temple. Um, it's from other podcasts. It's well put together. It uses music, electronic effects, and the voices of multiple actors are mixed into foundation, utilizing a guy called Jones's voice. So who was Jones and what was Jonestown? Well, um, it's a very interesting uh, story. And if you haven't heard of the People's Temple, then uh, maybe you should look into it first before you listen to the podcast. On November the 18th, 1978, Jim Jones and the People's Temple died in Jonestown in what is considered to be the largest mass suicide in modern history. And locked deep within FBI vault, the tapes, which you'll hear on this podcast, chronicle the history of People's Temple, which is the what, what Jim Jones called it in Jonestown, were finally made public after 20 years. And from Jim Jones's shady beginnings as a faith healer to that final tragic night, uh, that his loyal followers drank the Kool-Aid. Um, you, you really need to join this podcast to hear them piece together the history of the People's Temple and try to understand what led to their demise. Now, this really, really, really is fascinating stuff. Um, and cults, and this was a cult, um, often have you scratching your head. You don't know why, Um why any normal person would be sucked in to join in a cult. Um, but these people were. And, and ultimately for me, listening to that, stumbling across it like I did, because I hadn't heard of this, um, was fascinating. And you almost feel, I don't know, transfixed when you hear the voice, when you hear the voice of these people and the voices of these people. And does it take you through that fateful day? Yes, it does, because those tapes were there. There was recordings of these people. And I've subsequently gone on to watch documentaries about it, but if this is your first experience of Jonestown and the People's Temple, then it's a great way to get into the story. And I, I guarantee that you will go on and, and want to learn more about it. But it's fascinating, well worth a watch, uh, uh, well worth a listen, sorry. Transmissions from Jonestown, available again on BBC Sounds. Okay, into my top three best podcasts of 2021. Uh, this is the last offering from BBC Sounds. And again, you can find this on BBC Sounds. It's called End of Days. Now, this is the story of David Koresh. And he was a prophet whose cult in Waco, Texas, preached an uh, apocalypse and 30 Britons taken in by his message. This is how they got to Waco and how they lived and died for him. Um, Again, I knew a lot about Waco. I lived through it. I remember watching the whole thing live, the compound on TV, on the news. We'll go to it each day. And I remember those last few days of the, the standoff between the FBI and those in the house. And there had been a big shootout. Um, those of you who remember the story, um, when the, you know, the ATP had gone in and essentially tried to, to burst away 
into the into the the compound. There was a huge shootout between those inside and those outside. There was lives lost on both sides. David Koresh, who was known as the cult leader, uh, was the man or the sinful messiah, as he was christened by the, the local newspaper, the Waco Tribune Herald. He was he was shot, but not not shot dead. He was injured, and eventually, when the FBI did storm the compound, um, there was a huge loss of life. Um, there was un, un, unknown to, to us at the time. Uh, there was a, a fire sparked uh, within the compound, and the place burned down, and women, children, and men were, were lost. And this particular podcast takes you through that. It uses some of the FBI tapes. I've heard all of the FBI tapes. I've, I've actually got a copy of them now. Um, I've got to know some of the, the survivors um, and got to know some of them very well. I am hoping to, to get one of them on the podcast in, in 2022. But the British story is fascinating. If you're from England, um, you will want to know how on earth did anyone from England and how did David Koresh convince anyone from England, any Britons, uh, to go there. And you will be amazed to hear the stories of those from Manchester, London and Nottingham who travelled all that distance to go and live in a compound in the middle of nowhere in America. Fascinating story. Uh, great podcast again by the BBC. Uh, takes you through it step by step. And um, the guys actually go out to where Mount Carmel used to be, which was the name of the compound. They speak to people still there, some reluctant to, some only too happy to speak. Um, but it's fascinating. And again, it's another one that you will get gripped by, another one I'm sure you'll enjoy. So that is End of Days on the BBC Sound app, where you can find it on the internet. End of Days, BBC Radio 5 Live. Okay then, into the top two. And uh, new entry straight in at number two. Karma Corner. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, to actually put somebody in who you don't know, you don't know the backstory, you don't know anything about it, and I've only just seen some of the backstory today, actually, because this person, and I don't know this person's name, I've never reached out to them other than in the chat or whatever, when um, or I've commented on the videos. This person has become embroiled in the whole situation that we've seen develop with Dagger Heggy. And... A lot of people have put a lot of interviews out. A lot of people have done a lot of podcasts. Some have gone a little bit heated. Some have gone direct. Others have just interviewed each other. I've taken part in a few. I've, I've been on my particular journey with that story. Karma Corner, and I would urge you to go and subscribe to this channel, has done it in a very, very, very clever way. And there's no defamation. There is no... Um, uh, there's no, how can I put it? There's no con control as in there's no, uh, there's no tap that turns off. He goes full throttle. Um, he calls a spade a spade and he does it with his own unique brand of humor, his own unique brand of editing. And I got sucked into watching this, not only because I had an interest in what was happening with Decker Heggy and how the whole thing was panning out, but because he, he just gives it to you straight. And instead of watching the videos that have been made by his particular person who he was commenting on, I would go straight to Karma Corner and watch what his opinion was and how he reviewed it. Do I agree with everything Karma says? Of course not, because who agrees in life with everything that everybody says? Nobody does. Um, 
I've had disagreements with people. I've had, um, I wouldn't say fallen out with people, but I've had disagreements with people over the last few weeks on, on certain subject matters. And, you know, that's what it's all about. We don't all agree, but I think we've all agreed on this one particular topic. Um, but karma's become a bit of a go-to for me. I subscribed early, early doors after finding out who it was. I actually look forward to the notifications. What I loved about today's, and it's an unlisted video, was we finally get an insight into who karma is and, and what he what he stands for and what he's about and what has pushed him to actually going out and doing these videos and taking the time to do these videos. And I found that fascinating, the insight into who this person was. I'm sorry you didn't get the number one. This is my chart, but I'm basing it on what I've listened to the most in 2021. And Karma Corner has become one of my faves. And because it's not too long, because it's not too, you know, uh, well, he's certainly not up his own backside. <laughs> he's actually just a genuine guy who is speaking the truth. And he's well worth a sub. So if you haven't subbed, please do. Well done, Karma. Keep it going. And all I've got to say to you is, weehoo, <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so number one is probably not what people are thinking. Uh, it's certainly not awarding myself anything, which I saw a few people suggesting that I would. Um, number one has been my favorite podcast of 2021. And it's not true crime per se, uh, but it is a true crime story. And it is Talking Sopranos with Michael Imperioli and Steve Schreiber. Um, you've got to be into the show to like this. And I loved The Sopranos. It was great television. Um, if you've watched it, you'll know why I'm I'm putting this out there. If you haven't watched it, I suggest you do. Um, you've got the you've got the advantage if you haven't watched it of watching an episode and then listening to the podcast, which I would have loved to have done, and I would have done. But the guys, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharipa, played Christopher Maltesante and Bobby Bacalac. Um, and they decided at the start of lockdown to do a podcast about the show. And what they started to do was dissect each episode. Um, there's over 85 episodes uh, across five series. And they watched the episode again. Then they went through the scripts and they dissected it and talked about the characters. They talked about the direction. And as the podcast went on, they started getting guests on. Um, including the guy who created it, David Chase. Um, they also spoke to many of the actors and actresses and um, script writers, uh, makeup artists, you name it, anybody who worked on the show, they had on as guests. But for me, um, this ticked all the boxes. There was humour. Um, some of it is a little bit over the top. Um, I think for, for, for any audience, I think some people could be easily offended by it in this woke world that we live in. However, for me, uh, this was the best podcast in 2021. Um, I got a few with, I got the merch that brought a new book out called Woke Up This Morning, uh, which I luckily got for Christmas. Um, but ultimately it was a nice bit of escapism from the real world. And I think with YouTube, you can get sucked in, especially as a content pr provider, promoter, whatever you want to call it. And we can all get sucked in uh, to that world. And this was just a nice move away from it and a nice opportunity for me to um, 
you know, to, to walk away and say, yeah, that's something different. I do need to concentrate on what's going on in my life or YouTube. That is my bit of escapism. Um, so, yeah, that is the reason that that is the winner. Um, and that comes in at number one. That is my top 10. So a big well done to everybody who has been in and a special well done uh, to the guys uh, at Talking Sopranos. <laughs> Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, I guess. And they weren't booing the winners. They were booing the ones which uh, I personally feel have been the worst podcasts uh, so far in 2021. Um, we've only got a couple of days to go. Um, I wouldn't do a top 10. Um, they don't deserve to be in a top 10, some of these people. Um, and I will give a reason for why some of these people uh, have been uh, announced and... Um, I'm sure that some of them will, will give us a reaction. But again, in no particular order, ladies and gentlemen, crime scene northeast. I really don't get this guy, Gary. I really don't. I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was a great concept. And like all of you, I clicked on a lot of these shows and thought, let's see what this person's got to offer. Um, there was confusion because there was somebody else, not masquerading as him, but somebody with a very similar name. Um, and that, that other channel was was putting up a lot of content aimed at me. But this particular channel is not that channel. Crime Scene Northeast is run by a guy called Gary, who lives in the Northeast. And in, in essence, great idea. Until you start taking sides and having a pop at people, and not really having any substance behind it. And I think that this guy and this channel are one in the same as a couple of others that I'm going to mention over the next couple of minutes. I think that when you set a YouTube channel up, you need to have your own identity. You need to have your own ideas and you need to have your own vision. And I think people buy into your channel if they feel that you are going in a direction that they like. You'd put content out that they like and I think repetition and low-grade repetition um, won't get you very far. And it certainly won't build you a reputation. And I felt it was a couple of low blows on there aimed at me by Gary. Um, I subsequently saw him go on to another podcast, um, uh, which is based in Ireland, uh, where he spoke for me, spoke about me for about 15 minutes on and off throughout the podcast. I can't really get the bloke. I don't understand why he's, he's used the channel to, to back up um, Decker on a regular basis. I now see that he's turned against Decker. No surprise, because everybody else has. Um, we've seen the announcement by uh, Dougie Joyce um, and, and, and his cousin today. Um, most people have now turned their back. And until there's paperwork shown that you know proves that this person is, is not guilty of, of things that he's been accused of, then... This is the position that we're all in. We've all moved on. And I'd suggest Crime Scene Northeast. This is a message from me. If you want to progress and you want to crack on, do it. I'll happily come on your show. Um, let's have a chat online, live. More than happy to do it. But I just really feel aggrieved in a lot of ways that you chose your platform to have a few cheap shots at me. In one particular video, to say that Steve Wraith is that far up his own arse, I just couldn't understand it, Gary. I thought it was a cheap shot. 
And I think if you're trying to create quality content, going on and having a pop at somebody, when you're trying to get in with somebody who's constantly having a pop with us every day, I just found it bizarre. But I think content-wise, I think the intro is too long. And, you know, I just genuinely didn't like the podcast. Um, so that is why he is in one of the worst podcasts of this year. Okay. I made no excuse for putting this one up. This isn't fighting trolls. Um, and I'd love Karma Corner to tell us who the hell this guy is. Hong Kong BK. Now, this really could have been in one of his funniest videos. Um, Karma Corner put this out. And fighting trolls, I don't know the guy. I've watched a couple of his videos. But apparently has a, a bit of a habit of shouting and, and shouting and bawling and calling people out. I think he's going to be on the Dougie Joy show, actually. Two seconds. But anyway, if you go and watch this video, this video, I think, had me laughing the most I've ever laughed in a long time. Because Fighting Trolls had clearly called somebody out. I think it was Darren G. And or he'd certainly made a comment about Darren G. This Hong Kong BK, and I'm sure that's not his name. I can't find a channel for the guy because when you click on the link, the videos disappeared. Um just watch Karma Corner's video. Watch that video. And I honestly, you will, you will, you will laugh yourself, laugh out loud. Um, so this isn't aimed at fighting trolls. This is aimed at Hong Kong BK. Uh, it's got to be the worst channel ever. If that is a serious channel and someone is going out there, putting that content out and having a pop at people, please, mate, do yourself a favor. Delete the channel and move on. Um, Karma Corner. Well done for putting that one out. That was the that's got to be the funniest video I've seen this year. Uh, but Hong Kong, move on, mate, and don't start calling me out with that pillow or whatever it is at the side. Uh, the best one was a follow up video to that as well. Karma probably, if he's in the chat, will be able to tell you. But the uh, the, <laughs> the the second video, the follow up video, was even funnier where he was sitting. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's another one of the worst for me. Okay. Another one, which um, I certainly won't be watching anytime soon, and I know some of you will like him, is MMA Philosophy. Can't get this kid. Um, some of his content, I think, is has been okay. Um, I genuinely don't get the idea of the channel. Um, I get it. He's from Middlesbrough. I get it. He doesn't particularly like me, um, although he comments sometimes on my videos in a positive manner. Um, all he seems to be wanting to do is help... Um, what you call him, Paddy. Um, and, and from my perspective, I just don't understand why anybody would go out and, and do the videos that he's done. You know, you've you clearly put a message out on one particular day saying you wanted to progress with the channel and you were wondering whether you should go back to MMA. I didn't see your MMA content. And I'm a fighting man, as in I enjoy watching fights. I promote fights. I've promoted fighters for, for over 15 years. Um, but I... I fail to grasp why there seems to be this idea that jumping in on other people's business is a good idea. Is it clickbait? Is it to get subscribers? You're over a thousand now, so well done. Um, clearly, people are watching your videos. Um, I just find it really confusing. I appreciate you've had a battle with mental health. However, um, many people have got battles with mental health. Um, and I still think the jury's out. Um, on, on, on the stuff that you're trying to do. I could be completely wrong. And if I am wrong, I'll apologize. But for me at the moment, one of the worst um, that, that's come onto the scene over the last six months. 
not a fan. And uh, again, open to come on and have a discussion, uh, have, a, have a show with you. I'm an open book compared to other people. Um, get me on a live, put me on a live with you. I'll come on your channel. Feel free to come on mine at some point. But at the moment, MMA philosophy, um, I, I just don't get you. Okay, another one comes as no surprise. Paddy. Done well. 7,000 followers plus now. And uh, some of them quite happy to put me public details um, out on the internet. Some of them quite happy to put office address out there, which I saw a few months back. Um, some of them quite happy to slander my name on the channel. All infactual as well. YouTube's first ever Zoom investigation in who was behind Brandon Paddy Conroy, a pedophile on social media. Was it a Masonic operation? Um, tells you all you need to know about the channel. Over 339 videos in, in which I feature in about 300 of them, um, but under an alias, it has to be said, because, yeah, I reported a lot of these videos for defamation. And as Karma Corner has done a defamation video, I, I tell you to go and watch the defamation video that he put up. He'll explain what defamation is. Um, but YouTube took the videos down, took over 100 videos down because he was telling lies, defamation basically telling lies about me. He now continues to tell the same lies, but using uh, a different name. Um, he could be in the top 10. And I, and I nearly, I, I could have put him in the top 10 best YouTube videos because there is something about the way that he tells a story and they are stories. But there is something that he does in a bit of humour. Um, I, I mean, I haven't watched any of the last week it's Christmas time. The last thing I want to do is sit and listen to him going on and talking rubbish. However, I was howling when I saw somebody sent us the screenshot of the, um, I think it was Roger, sent us a screenshot of um, him in the dark, but with this lamp on his head. It made him look like um, the devil sitting in his shed. Look, there's a comic There's a comic value there. There's a comedy value. He's a good storyteller. And I think he'd be really good at interviewing people. Um, and as long as the money reaches them that people have raised for him to to buy a new podcast set, I'm sure he'd do really well. And I'm sure he could go on and, and, and you know, make some decent money out of YouTube because he's now monetized it, as he calls it. Monetized is the actual expression. But he's actually done well. Um, you know, I genuinely can't stop what he's doing. And if he wants to crack on and do it, but I keep saying it at the end of this year, this is, the line is drawn for me. I'm moving on. Stephen Sears is setting up his own YouTube channel and they can crack on and do what they want. If he wants to continue slandering my name, then you crack on and do it. It's, it's going to be out there for everybody to see. Um, and, you know, what will be, will be. Things are mapped out in life. We'll see what happens with uh, with the content and and, and what, what action is taken. But it, it's going to be interesting. That's for certain. But purely because there's over 300 videos slandering my name, uh, that is why he's in that position for me. Uh, one of the worst out there. Concentrate on making some positive content, doing some decent content, interviewing people. Like you suggested he's going to do, I might change my mind. But at the moment, he's in there. And he's in there with a mad, The mad mistake. Now, those of you who go to this channel on a regular basis know that I'm into me football. Um I've stumbled across this in, in lockdown and I really, really don't understand it at all. Um, 
there's a lot of football chats out there. Uh, this guy um, essentially just, I don't know. He's special. He's special, let's put it that way. I get a lot of grief off Mackham's in general, Sunderland fans. Um, only because I'm a Newcastle fan. Most of it's light-hearted banter. Um, but, yeah, The Mad Mistake is, is a great title for the channel. His channel's mainly Sunderland football, but he also likes making vlogs uh, on about anything from sport. Um, not for me, um, as a Newcastle fan. Um, worth you having a watch. Um, 12,000 subscribers, over six, nearly 600 videos now, um, but definitely not one that I would subscribe to. Next up, now I can't get a copy of the uh, the guy's um, channel details because um, he's gone. I believe he's back under a new guise, uh, a new disguise. But the equaliser, the truth matters. Not sure which truth, but it certainly wasn't the truth that we all know and understand. Um, on a personal level, this guy has only ever been polite when referring to me on screen, insists on calling us Mr. Wraith. And I just find the guy very, very strange and weird. This is the same guy who sent me a message on Facebook um, calling me a pedo and a nonce um, and said that I was raping kids. He then, a couple of weeks later, on the same account on Facebook, sent us a message asking if I could do him a favour. Forgetting that I'd had a message off him, which I'd never opened, um, but could read in a in a message request box um, from exactly the same account. So when I asked him about this, when he appeared on the Honest Truth channel, he denied it. And he said it wasn't him. I would have been asking, well, can you send me the details to our account so I can track this down? Um, which, of course, he didn't do. His reluctance to see any... Uh, truth in what everybody was telling them about the, the Decker situation um, resulted in them siding with, with Decker throughout the whole um, campaign, I guess. And the whole thing was rather strange. And the guy has got, obviously, a, a disabled wife, somebody who's ill at home. Um, I thought he would spend a bit more time looking after her. I understand people want to get on the internet and do things, but I just felt, ultimately, uh, the content that was coming out was was just weird. Um, and that's being polite. I don't know what his new channel is. I'm sure he's got one. Uh, but ultimately, the Equalizer, one of the worst out there. And if, if, I've got to be honest, if this if this, if this was a top 10, um, the Equalizer would have probably been at the top of the list. Um, Crime Scene Northeast probably wouldn't have been too far behind him. Um, as I say, Crime Scene Northeast, you've got a chance to redeem yourself. Let's see what happens. But... Um, for me, those two were the worst this year. Okay, um, ones to watch. I think we'll all be very interested what happens with video, Craig. He's got a YouTube history, and this YouTube history goes back a long way. He formerly had an account which had over 100,000 subscribers, and he actually got a, an award from YouTube. Um, and when I went down to record a podcast with him a couple of weeks ago, uh, before all the, uh, the stuff got out there about his past, which I was, you know, I didn't know about. Um, I saw the award and, you know, that account was re was removed and taken down. Why? I don't know. I never asked him the question. I think if I got him on the show, I would ask him that. Um, 
but yeah, he's he sprung to fame. I've got to be honest, I first asked uh, what Craig's game was when I felt that he was helping Conroy. Somebody pushed me in that particular direction. And I found him on Facebook, added him and in, in, inboxed him and asked him about you know the situation. And he said he wasn't. Then subsequently, he's made a few different videos. He's made the Paddy Conroy parody puppet. He's done various other things uh, on the channel. And ultimately, he's now suffering from, you know, the same kind of fate as, as Decker in a lot of ways, that his past is coming back to bite him on the backside. Um, as a person, I've got to say, I found him, I found him okay. Um, decent company and somebody who you know, is very remorseful for what he's done and is trying to clear his name. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to get that opportunity from some people on YouTube. Um, reason I've got it in, a, in in the the final category of ones to watch is that, you know, his next moves are going to be interesting. I've asked him whether the Paddy Conroy uh, interview that I did is going to go up there. Um, he assures me it is. So it'll be worth watching just for that because that'll be my final word on Paddy. Um, but... I did, I did do an interview about other stuff. He's, you know, he's somebody who reinvents himself and puts himself out there. And, you know, I don't think we've heard the last from video, Craig, not by a long shot. I did see him over the, you know, in the build up to Christmas. Um, you know, he's, he's done a few podcasts with other people. He says that's the final word. I don't think he's going anywhere, but it'll be interesting to watch video Craig's um, you know, content and we'll see what the next steps he takes. But, well worth giving a subscription to just to find out what his next route is. Okay, next up, the official Let's Talk podcast. As you can see, I've subscribed to that. Over 821 subscribers now. He is called Ronan Holden, and uh, the official Let's Talk podcast is interesting, to say the least. It's Irish, um, uh, an Irish podcast, and I stumbled across, across this by accident. Um, it was one of those that was recommended to us on YouTube. Um, this was prior to the whole Dekahegi situation kicking off. Of course, Ronan has become embroiled in it, uh, got himself involved in it. Um, I have spoken to him on a couple of occasions on, um, on social media and given him a bit of guidance, given, tried to give him a bit of help and a, and a bit of guidance. I've been on his podcast. Um, I went on and, and did an interview about, um, you know, my life story. And um, look, this guy's as cool as a cucumber. He's laid back and he's somebody who was trying to make decent content. Um, and I feel now that he's, you know, come out and said what he's, he's got to say with regards to the Decker situation, um, you know, that he can move on. And I've said that to him and I spoke to him today. He didn't know he was going to be on the recommendation list either. But um, it's a, look, it's early days for, for, for Ronan. He's on 800 plus subscribers. I'd like to think he gets a few more. I'm going to get him on my podcast next week. And we're going to have a frank and open discussion um, about all things. Um, you know, I think I think it'll it'll get you know, people who get to know him a little bit more. But I think Ronan is worth subscribing to to see where it goes and what happens. And I think as the Decker situation moves on in however it does, whether he comes out with his acro and proves his innocence or whether, you know, he gets remanded as some people are suggesting or whether the whole thing gets chucked and he just doesn't come back, who knows? But that means that people will move on um, and people will have to move on to other content and other stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that there'll be more drama in 2022. But I think Ronan is worth following. Um, give him a follow 
and it was comedy gold when Karma um, dissected the plum in the caps video <laughs> um, where he was sitting in the car with the windscreen wipers. Um, I will say one thing, Ronan, if you're watching, and I, I, you don't need to call yourself plum in the cap. It's a name that's given to you by, by somebody else. I think that, you know, I think your official Let's Talk podcast with Ronan's got a far better ring to it, but plum in the cap is funny, and, and you've admitted that. Um, what I would say is the question, and this bugged me because Karma kept putting, where, where was the pool? Where was the pool? Where was the pool? I think what he was getting at was, the poll that you did about should you or shouldn't you interview video Craig, he was asking where was the poll actually placed? So was it a community posting? Was it visible to the public? Did you do a poll in the chat? He was asking where was the poll? And that's something I should have mentioned on the phone earlier, but that is uh, that was what he was getting at anyway. So official Let's Talk podcast, give it a subscription. Great lad, Ronan. I'm sure there'll be bigger things to come from him in 2022. Next up, John at the criminal underworld. Um, and again, people say, well, why on these? I'm not looking at the chat deliberately because I don't want to get dragged into anything on there at the moment. Um, I will come to the chat in a minute. Criminal underworld. Why isn't he in the top 10? Well, because I didn't listen to any of these when I was out walking. Very difficult to listen to some of these podcasts. Some of them are only on YouTube. And, um, you know, when you're out for a walk, a couple of hours, um, you want to listen to something long and in depth. And that's why those others were in the top 10. Um, but I did think that these other podcasts, especially the YouTube ones, deserved a mention because I've either got to know them or I've listened to them or, or whatever. Criminal Underworld, John, who has again come to the forefront with the whole Decaheggy situation. He's former business, business partner. Um, the Criminal Underworld idea has been bubbling away for a long time. And the one thing I'll say about John is he's been very fair in this tit-for-tat with Stephen Sears, Paddy Conroy, and, and, and ultimately me, who I've now embroiled in this situation, which I, I never, ever wanted to be. Um, but John's been fair all the way through, and it's been played out in the in the general public. Um, I feel sorry for John that, that he's been dragged into this whole situation with Decker. Um, it's been awful for him. Um, but the fact that he went out and got um, Claire's Law and... and took that next step is the reason I have to be thankful for my decision to walk away from the Decker situation because John rang me up and told me and said, this is what I've seen. This is what it says. I can't show you it. I can't send you it, but I can tell you about it. And it's up to you what you do. And I'll always be thankful for that. Um, but he was also honest with the whole Paddy situation. You know, he, he allowed us to see the video, um, you know, that, that, that was recorded. Um, he was a man, he's a man of his word. He's never let us down. And subsequently, when he's come on the show, um, he speaks eloquently. Um, he gets his point across. And, you know, the guy deserves a break in 2022. So please subscribe to the Criminal Underworld channel. He's already starting to put some content up there. The Raul Mode documentary went up um, yesterday or today. Um, you know, if you haven't seen that, jump on there. I think that's what John wants to get back to doing. He's got big plans. He's got big ideas. He's got a great following on, on Facebook, on, on his page already. Um, and he just wants to make good content and just have a, a relaxing and peaceful 2022. He doesn't need any more of this crap, for, you know, that's gone on. Um, so good luck to John. Top man. Please subscribe to his channel. The Honest Truth. Um, Got to be honest which is good because it's the honest truth. Um, again, only one I've stumbled across in recent weeks due to the Decker situation. Um, one and a half thousand subscribers plus. Um, done a few lives. And I like the way they do their lives. 
I think, you know, and I've jumped on a couple and I have to hasten to add, they didn't ask us to go on. I jumped on like anybody else, clicked the link that they would put up on the lives and went on and discuss. I'm glad I didn't stay on for the duration on one of the nights I was on because it went on for six and a half hours. Um, but Bobby, who runs it, gent and a top bloke, made it quite clear from the start um, that they supported uh, Paddy's side of things. And, you know, if I was going to come on, that, that I would be given a chance to speak. And that's what I liked about it. It was an open forum. It was a true forum. And there's everyone's been on there. And look, I've had um, I've had situations with with other people as well over the years. But he's given us the opportunity to go on and talk and talk openly and speak about things. And that's all you can ask. Um, you know, Bobby was on there. The True Media was on. Brian and Emma Cockrell were on. Um, who else was on? Anthony Burkett was on. Um, and True Media. As I say, a criminal underworld, uh, kooky, uh, you name it. You know, a, a panel of different people with different opinions, and not all fans of Steve Wraith, it has to be said. But that made it all the more interesting for me to go on because ultimately, you know, not everyone is going to agree with you. And, and I understand. I understand why people like Anthony Burkett, Kooky, Bobby, for example, all think maybe Paddy's telling the truth. It's because he's putting a hell of a lot of content out. He's very passionate about it. Um, maybe they've spoken to other people. But at the end of the day, um, that's what made it a good podcast for me to go on. And I've watched episodes and not commented. I've just sat and watched. I've had it on in the background or I've played catch up with it. And I hope Bobby continues it. I hope that there's just a bit of a break for Christmas. I've seen the loaded a couple of videos, but I hope they go back to it. I think there's something to build on there. I think there's a there's a, an opportunity for for more things to come out over the over the next twelve months about other situations. And I think it's a channel for the good. And I think the honest truth is definitely one, especially if you get two parties which aren't getting on and disagreeing. I think getting somebody on and having a, having a disagreement with somebody can be good. And, you know, they gave the equalizer a platform. I never thought anybody would do that. And and Bobby did. And a few people went in on him hard. He gave a bit back. And, you know, I didn't think there was anything, anything wrong with that at all. I think, you know, and, and I subsequently watched the Equalizer, Steve Clark's program. And he was, he was thankful for the opportunity to go on. And again, is not my favorite person, Steve Clark, but, you know, he's had a belief he came on and he stuck by it and you know I'm gonna always going to question him for backing the wrong horse but at the same time you know he came on and, and stood his ground and, and Bobby gave him the platform to do that and I subsequently watched the show after that the week later with um, the likes of Chris and that on and then saying well maybe he's gone in a bit too hard but he really annoyed me and actually listen it's that's what it's about the honest truth it's a great name it's a great channel I think it's up and coming and um Hopefully in 12 months' time, it's still there, still still producing content. And, um, you know, when with us not walking as much now, I'm, I'm going to be watching a few of these a little bit more closely. Maybe we're going to have a different top 10 next year. Paul Ellis, um, the man with a shirt off. I'm going on this show next week. Uh, not this, next week, Thursday, sorry. Thursday night. Um, so give him a subscription. I will go on. Um, again, whenever I go on a show, I don't give people questions. I don't um, I don't say keep away from this or keep away from that. Um, Paul has asked not to cover Conroy because it's been covered on other channels and I'm happy with that. Um, he wants to ask us about a few other things though, so that's fine. But I don't, I don't want to know what he wants to ask us about. I'll go on. I'm an open book. But I have watched Paul. I quite like his attitude. 
Um, I quite like the way that he, he conducts himself and he holds himself. And I think, although he's only at 500 and odd subscribers, I think that will soon go through the roof over the next couple of months as, as things progress. Um, but I think he's got a different style. Um, and again, this this came to me through Karma Corner. Um, you know, why is this bloke got his top off? And it's Karma's recommendation that took me to Paul Ellis. And after watching it, I could see why uh, people would watch him. Um, and there's lots of people doing this, lots of people trying it, lots of people coming out of their way. And again, what Paul does, which MMA philosophy doesn't do, is he doesn't try to get embroiled in other people's arguments. And I think showing that little bit of common sense by saying to me, I don't want to get drawn into the paddy thing. I don't know him and I've got, I don't support him. I just think it's already been done on other shows and I'd rather keep away from that because I don't want him to have a, and I think that's fine. And I think that's that's showing people's personalities. Paul's personality is a genuine one. I think MMA philosophy's idea of, yeah, well, I want to, you know, I'll do anything for you, Paddy. I've seen his begging messages in 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 you know on his channel, and please contact us. And I emailed you, but I'm not sure if you got it. It's it's desperate. Paul's not like that, um, and that's why I think Paul's worth a subscription. And I'm sure those 21 videos will be open at the hundreds by next year. And I'm sure Paul will go strength to strength. Good luck, mate. Looking forward to coming on your channel. Check out Paul's link uh, for for the time and date. But I think it's on the 30th, and I think we agreed on a night time on at eight o'clock. But I don't want to. Don't want to promise you that. So just double check with Paul. Um, I've got it in my diary anyway. Uh, last couple, Ben Hatchett, Let's Be Real TV. Uh, again, somebody who's uh, a bit like Marmite. Uh, some people love him. Some people hate him. I like Ben and I interviewed him. Check the playlists, Ben Hatchett. You can see me interview with Ben. Um, didn't know a lot about him. And I'm not like all these other podcasters um, who maybe he's doing in-depth research or ask for questions. I'll just go in. I talk to the person as if I'm meeting them for the first time. And I do like Ben. Um, and I see I see him having his call-outs. I see him, I see him having his, you know, his, his arguments with people. I see other people having a pop at him, uh, taking some cheap, cheap shots at him. But Ben seems a real kid. Um, I do like him. I did enjoy having him on the podcast. And I've watched some of his stuff and he's he's getting a message out and he's using his platform and he's doing it in the right way. Um does he play the game a little bit like like all of us do at times? Yeah, of course he does. Um, and I'm sure that things will progress nicely for Ben. Um, of course, I think he's going to be boxing on the uh, the Dougie Joyce show, the uh, the, the you know the the three D uh, boxing show next March. Um, you know, again, he has a bit of beef with Darren G, but I think again, it's it's playing the game. It's playing the game. The two of them um, have got good followings. And good, uh, you know, good, you know, good subscribers. And I think, um, you know, I think Ben, Ben knows what it's all about. He's old school compared to some of the, the other ones that I've mentioned um, in this up and coming list. So, uh, yeah, well worth, well worth a watch. Last but by no means least, Dougie Joyce, official. Um, very little content on here at the moment, only 21 videos. But quickly, I think he's over 6,000 subscribers as I'm talking to you now. Um has really started to come to like Dougie. And he's been on one or two other podcasts. I am going to line him up, but I didn't want to get him on uh, during the, you know, during this whole Decker situation. Um, he's obviously good friends with my good friends, Jab, uh, Johnny, big shout out to you, Johnny lad. Um, and yeah, this is an up and coming channel. And I think we're going to get a lot from him and a lot from Dean. And I think that one will just grow and grow and grow. Um, you know, well-respected, of course, uh, and well-respected in Manchester. 
and uh, you know, starting to get a command of the social media. That show, I think, will be massive. Uh, hopefully, we'll be out of the pandemic by then and we can crack on. But uh, yeah, can't really review any of the videos other than the ones that have been talked about in the last 24 hours where they've made their position quite clear on Decker now. Um, but yeah, well worth the subscription. I think that one is another one to watch. So that concludes the Steve Wraith Podcast Awards for 2021. Um, I'm going to have a look into the uh, into the chat now. I will do 15 minutes of questions before I go off and uh, get a cup of tea and uh, chill out for the rest of the night. So let us see uh, what people have been saying. Um, oh, there's Anne. Good evening, Anne. I think Anne is uh, in the chat. I mean, we've got to bear in mind as well, something's in the chat. We're not sure who uh, these people are, um, You know whether these people are 100% uh, the, the genuine person, but I hope I hope that is Anne, and uh, we'll be having Anne on next week uh, with Rona. Um, but yeah, it could be it could be a fake one. Let's see if there's any questions uh, in the chat. Uh, Jim Jones uh, was guilty of every type of abuse possible, says Carl. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Well worth well worth a listen. Um, any questions? Have we got any questions? Let's, let's get way down there. Karma was probably going to be number one until Steve heard his awful Christmas song, says Alan Partridge. Thank you, Alan. Uh, your comments have been noted. Uh, big up the Karma Corner, says uh, Carl. Yes, 100%. Uh, Baker Boy says, any UFC matter should win, but I guess Steve can't win his own award show. Thank you, Baker Boy, but it's a true crime one, mate. Um, I certainly wouldn't do I certainly wouldn't do that. Um, his video today was fascinating. And you can see exactly why he does what he does. That's talking about Karma Corner. Yeah, go on to that and have a look. 1820 Frank, he says, James English uh, is number one. Anne says, I'm looking dapper this evening. Uh, thank you, Anne. Um, okay, Mark says, never heard of them, but never watched The Sopranos. Well worth a watch. Well worth a watch. You should watch it. Don't like the winner. Um, yeah, well, do your own. And um, you will like the winner. Uh, they go through each episode, taking it apart for you on that. That's exactly right. Um, Jimmy, now I did think about this, Jimmy. He says, I think Steve Ray should have a poll free subs to vote on their best 10 podcasts. What I'll do is I'll do a top five because YouTube does not get you the opportunity uh, to do that. So unfortunately, I can't do a top 10, uh, but I will do a poll and I'll post it after this and we'll see exactly what happens. Um, Paul says, taking TV tax for a TV who watches 40 year old EastEnders and repeats, took the TV license back of the old people, say no more. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are saying that they might uh chuck off the uh the TV license and just stick to watching YouTube because that's what most people uh tend to do. Um, Ryan Sweeney says, fight and troll snake pit is crazy entertainment, guys. Never watched that. Um, what uh, free Charles Bronson. And uh, now known as Charles Salvador. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, he's in isolation at the minute, unfortunately. Um, uh, he was asked to take a lateral flow test and he said no. So he's in isolation at the moment. Ryan says, I've stopped watching Paddy's channel now. Personally, I don't believe Paddy or Stephen Sears in lie detectors. That's fair enough. That's a middle ground uh, you found then. Um, Okay, again, I'm not sure if that's the real Anne. I can see a few people having uh, situations. Uh, Alan Potter says, nice thing to say, Steve, about Paddy's channel, considering the situation. Yeah, look, I am I am genuinely saying that as well. And I've said this to, to everybody, including Stephen Sears, that Paddy could concentrate on doing some decent content and probably make a massive success of the channel. I do know a lot of people who watched it who said that they're just getting sick of the whole thing, you know, and I'd rather not 
be making any more videos on the subject and would rather crack on uh, doing what I do uh, and interviewing other people because it, it's it's got no interest to me. So Stephen setting his own YouTube channel up is uh, probably the best thing to do. Uh, Holly Blade says, have you seen the music video about Jack Colback leaving Sunderland to join us? It's brilliant. No, that's that mad mistake one. I, I can't watch it. it it's cringeworthy. I will have a look, Holly, though. I will have a look. Uh, Alan Partridge says, Steve Clark, the equaliser should win the wooden spoon. Yes, I think a few people would say that. Uh, fed up hearing, says Pablo, people calling people nonces when they can't articulate an opposing opinion or know anything about another man. Yeah, unfortunately, I would agree. There's a lot of that going on in this whole YouTube battle. Some people have got uh, no decorum. Some people have got no manners. And some people, unfortunately, have got no intelligence. And some of them have got computers, though. So this is what happens, Pablo. Uh, there's no um, there's no other way to describe it. Alan Partridge, again, aha, says, Video Craig can be funny sometimes. The parody puppet needs work on <laughs> Yeah, look, I, Video Craig is certainly going, unfortunately, to still be around and I think that's going to upset a few people but you know what can you do the guy is the guy is not going to stop and he feels that he's got his past out there um we will wait and see video Craig goes on about taking a lie detector but he's on medication legal amphetamine as he called it yeah I heard that on Ronan's uh, documentary look I will try and get um video Craig on I've offered him the opportunity to come on um I think it would be I think it would be therapeutic for him to do as many podcasts as possible um Ryan says, he's got a sense of humour, Ronan, fair play, but he's a liar and a hamster hater. How can you hate little fluffy hamsters? Well, we can ask him that next week when we get him on the podcast. Um, Alan says he did a good job on video, Craig, though. I did watch that. Um, and ultimately, you know, video, Craig, uh, you know, he put his head above the parrot, but it was there to be shot at. And that's what's happened. Um, that's what happens to all of us YouTubers. And if you've got a skeleton in your closet, it is going to come out at some point. Brian, thank you. No problem at all. Uh, great to have you in the chat as well. And look forward to getting you on next week uh, after New Year. Uh, Ryan says, do me a favour. Shout out Jason. Keeping a tune. YouTube. He's a good guy, but only 154 subs. Please plug him. Uh, right, Jason, If you, I don't know what the channel is. Um, Ryan, if you can send us a message on another form of social media, I'll give, him a, I'll give him a shout on the channel. That's the best way to get him some subs, um, if that's okay. Uh, Jurassic Blue says, looks like Edinburgh's Hogmanay is being held in Newcastle this weekend. As I've heard, there is busloads of people coming down from the city. Blame Nicola Sturgeon. Please stay safe, everyone. I've never heard that. Um, there's not a great deal going on in Newcastle, it has to be said. They cancelled the firework display. Um, Ian Beale. <laughs> MMA philosophy wants to go in Uncle Paddy's shed. Yeah. Now, look, the last person who did this was Crime Scene Northeast, and we know how that worked out. Um, he was begging him and Paddy, I'm a he he's my hero, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, he's calling him God knows what. So, look, ultimately, yeah, I'm trying to tell MMA philosophy in the nicest possible way. It's not it's not your best move. But if he wants to do it, good luck to him. And look, um, anyone who's got loyalty with Paddy, fine. But just don't expect me to be pals with you. Um, everyone's seen the message I sent Anthony Burgett. Um, from my perspective, choose your side means you're either on his side or on our side. And when I say ours, I mean me and Stephen Sears because he's targeting us on YouTube. So ultimately, the message that I sent, a private message to Anthony Burkett, was a sensible one. I said, happy, you know, I sent that same message to a new, numerous people. And to put that message out, choose your side. 
He chose it and I said, bye, end of story. You know, Anthony raised a few issues with me about Decker. I eventually read them after listening to what John said about the paperwork. Um, and I'll be thankful to him for that. I'm not going to bad mouth Anthony, good luck to him. But I can't have people like that on my social media if, you know, they're, you know, they're just going to be feeding stuff back, um, which I, I don't need it. And as I said, I am moving on um, in 2022. I've said it before, say it again, I am moving on. And that's the best best thing for me. Um, Brian Cockrell is going live, so I'll be coming off uh, just to make sure that you can all jump onto his channel. Uh, any more questions before we uh, we finish? MB7, is that the suit you're wearing? The same one from the FA Cup game against Man United in 1990? <laughs> Quino, Quino. I haven't got that video. I wish I had it teed up. You could see it. Um, but yeah, it's not the same suit. Uh, that was a grey number. Um, okay, Donald Trump. Yeah, great to have you on, sir. That Paddy Conroy has been smoking too much green and he has pickled his brain. Um, he, is, God, he is. Look, he's a character. And like I say, good luck to him. Good luck to him in whatever he does. Um, I hold him no animosity. And I've, you know, I'll, I'll repeat that again. You know, if you just concentrate on making decent content, you'd be fine. Love the stage, love the show, Steve. You're a good guy. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, means a lot. Diane, Paddy thinks everything's a conspiracy. Correct. Um, the fake Anne is now saying, Will you be me fair play, man? Bri, remember me when Mark Fowler. Oh, listen, Ian, no need for that, mate. No need for that. I'm not going to continue with that. I think you YouTubers should do a fit and proper person test. IQ entry is over 70. <laughs> Hit the likes, says Ryan. Uh, thank you. Okay, not many questions. And Brian is going to go live, so I don't want to take up any more of your time. I hope you enjoyed this. It was just a little fun take. And uh, I've got a few messages out there as well. Um, as always, I'm going to be continuing with the content. Please like, please subscribe. And I do want to give a shout out to my sponsors because the sponsors are big supporters of the show. A big thank you to Spider VPN for all your internet security. Google Spider VPN. Skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pays you go waste collection. LNG Family Funeral Directors 01913897245. Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD, hemp, and cannabinoid specialists. www.gohd.com. Arcot Interiors for all your kitchen needs. Google Arcot Interiors. And qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. Big thanks to Jab Signature, jabsignature.co.uk, uh, for creating our flyers. And if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right hand corner, and that's it. You subscribe for free. All content on this channel is for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share your social media, and drop into the comments uh, to speak to like minded fans of the show. Uh, we're available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the rest. And uh, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Please give it a share. And uh, big shout out to, uh, I guess, our biggest podcast this year, The Talking Sopranos and Karma Corner. Uh, great shows. Keep up the great content, Karma Corner. Uh, I'm sure you will get a lot more subscribers uh, as we move into the new year. Uh, I will be back uh, tomorrow with one of my football shows. Uh, True Crime, though, is still very much on the agenda. Uh, Mark Gillingham interview coming up at the weekend. Fantastic story. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, and I'm sure uh, we will be back with a few other special surprises over the course of the next 12 months. Thanks for joining in. Take care. Give it a share. And I'll stick a poll on the community in about half an hour. Mm -hmm.